This week's Parshas, Parshas Kedoshim. Parshas Kedoshim discusses many of the mitzvahs, especially many of the interpersonal mitzvahs. The prohibition against speaking Lashon Hara, the mitzvah of Haftal love your neighbor as yourself, the different prohibitions about not taking revenge or not bearing a grudge against a fellow individual. One of the mitzvahs the Torah tells us is, B'tzedek Tishpot Amisecha. Rabbis understand that to mean that a person should give his friend the benefit of a doubt. Well, this implica- implication sounds like it's talking about to a judge, but the reality is every single human being is a judge. Whether we mean to be judgmental or not, we always come to make conclusions about other people's behavior, other people's activities. So Torah is telling us, have we done as kol adam lekavzchus? We're supposed to give other people the benefit of a doubt. If we see a person doing something that can be interpreted in different ways, don't jump to conclusions that it was something negative. You can try to use your imagination, try to figure out and see that there is something positive. Maybe the intention might have been, it might have been a good intentions, or maybe they didn't intend for it to be something, the results of what happened. That's the mitzvah. The rabbis talk about this, that this is important. He said, the rabbi is now wording in the Gemara and Shabbos tells us, that a person that gives his friend the benefit of a doubt, in heaven, this person too is judged favorably. Now at first glance, that seems a little bit difficult to understand. We can understand that a person has to give somebody the benefit of a doubt because a person does something that seems questionable and there's different ways to be able to assume, different ways to be able to, to understand, to measure up what exactly was done. Was it something, was something came from a positive source or it came from a negative source? So therefore, judging favorably means to say, give the person the benefit of a doubt. If I don't know what happened, give the person the benefit of a doubt. But what does it mean that if if we give benefit of a doubt, that God will give us the benefit of a doubt too? God already knows what our intentions are. God knows what we did. There's no question before him at all. That being the case, why is it necessary for him to give us the benefit of a doubt? If indeed our intentions were positive, then of course he knows they're positive. He doesn't have to give us the benefit. He doesn't have to judge us benefit, give us the benefit of a doubt. And if indeed he knows that our intentions were not good, so then why should he give us the benefit? He knows exactly what the story was, what happened. Commentaries say a beautiful idea. Giving benefit of a doubt does not merely mean to say that if there's different types of ways, different things that could have been could, could have been behind the person's actions to try to try to judge the person favorably. It's possible even if the person is in the negative, person did something incorrect, we can still give the person a benefit of a doubt. Many times, nobody's perfect. Many times a person might do something that indeed was, was wrong, was incorrect, bad judgment. But nevertheless, when we look at the whole of the person, in general, the person is a good person. Again, nobody's perfect. Even if under normal circumstances the person may, is, is, is good, he may have messed up sometimes. Sometimes he may have messed up, might have done something, something wrong. It's not fair to judge the person, though, based on one isolated incident without taking the whole entirety of the person into consideration. How many times have we had friends, for example, that good friends, friends have done so much for us over the course of time, and then one time the friend messes up and does something does something that insults us or says something negative or does something bad to us. 
How many times has it happened that a person forgets years and years of friendship because of one isolated incident and the whole friendship itself is shattered and destroyed? Pirkei Avas talks about this idea when it says, have we done as kol ha'adam lekav schus? Now generally that's translated to mean judge every person favorably. But if you look carefully at the words, done as kol ha'adam lekav schus, it literally means judge the whole of the person favorably. And this doesn't mean judge every person favorably, it means judge the whole of a specific person favorably. And this is that very point that we're talking about. The mission is telling us that don't make a judgment on one isolated incident or one piece of a person. It's important to look at the entirety of the person. When you see a person, a person is, a, is generally a good person, that person, again, nobody's perfect. So even if sometimes he may have done something wrong. But it's still, it's still we can still judge the person, give the person the benefit of a doubt. Remember the good, don't just remember the bad. I believe I have an interesting idea to back this idea up from a, from a story the Talmud mentions. Talmud relates a story about a, a worker in the Galil, in the upper part of Israel, that worked for his employer for three years. When he completed three years, shortly before Yom Kippur, he came to the employer to receive his pay. He said, I have to go back home right now. I had permission to leave for three years to work. I'd like my pay and like to be able to, to be able to take home to be with my family. The employer told them, told the worker, I'm sorry, I don't have any money to pay you. So the worker said, okay, then at least maybe you can give me animals then. Said, no, I don't have any of those either. So how about giving me some produce? I'm sorry, I don't have any. Well, can you give me at least things, the movable items, chattel, pillows, blankets, things like that? I'm sorry, I don't have anything to give you. So Talmud says, the worker took his sack and slung it over his shoulder and walked away disappointedly. Shortly after the Chag, after Sukkos, the employer came to this fellow's house and he said, here, I have all the money to give you right now. I'm giving you everything I owe you. Plus, he brought three donkeys laden with all kinds of delicacies. And he said, here, here's everything that I owe you. Then he asked the worker, tell me, when I first told you that I didn't have any money, what did you think? He said, well, when you told me you didn't have any money, what I thought was that perhaps you found something, a very good investment, and you put all your money into that investment, and that's why you didn't have any money. He said, okay. And when I told you I didn't have any produce, what did you think about that? He said, well, I thought maybe the produce was not yet tight, and therefore you weren't at liberty to be able to give it away. And when I told you I didn't have any, anything else, he said, when you told me you didn't have anything at all, eventually I thought that perhaps you had consecrated all of your belongings, donated it to the temple. And that's why you couldn't give me anything. And the employer says, that's exactly what happened. I got into disagreement with my son, and therefore I wanted to, I wanted to keep him out of, my, out of my will, and I consecrated, I promised that I would consecrate everything that I owned to the base of Middash, to the temple. And just like, just like you've judged me favorably, I bless you that you should be judged favorably also. Now, if we take a look at that story, the story obviously is teaching us the importance of giving people the benefit of a doubt. But it's kind of hard to give the employer the benefit of a doubt in this instance. The fact is, the man was wrong. 
regardless of whether he had gotten to a spat with his son or he had a good investment, whatever it might have been. You have no right doing that when you owe somebody money. How can you go and get an investment, invest in something when taking away this man's wages? This man was waiting three years for his wages. You want to be, want to be great and donate everything to the base of to the temple, that's fine on your own, on, on your quarter, on your dime. Don't do it on the employer's, on the employee's dime. You, you owe them the money. How can you do that to him? The answer is the greatness of the worker, who, by the way, the Prickadir Blazer identifies as Rabbi Akiva. This is Rabbi Akiva before he became Rabbi Akiva, when he was still an ignorant shepherd. At that time, the Talmud tells us, even though he may have been an ignorant shepherd, he was a very refined person. That's what his wife actually saw in him, Rachel. When she saw this ignorant shepherd, she saw a fine character. And that's how she knew that if he would dedicate himself to Torah study, he would become great. When Rabbi Akiva saw the employer, he said, you know, it's true that he's wrong. There's no justification for what he did. Regarding a good investment, he wants to, be, wants to be generous to the temple, whatever it might be. He wants to get into he has a spat with his son. That's none, of, that's none of my business. But he owes me the money. And Bikiva could have, could have justifiably believed that. But Bikiva didn't say that. He said, listen, he owes me the money. And what he did was incorrect. What he did was wrong. He wronged me. But nevertheless, his intentions may have been good. Maybe he didn't think about the fact that he owes me the money. He didn't. He read, maybe he thought for the under the moment, under pressure, and in the mo- heat of the moment that he has to donate everything to the temple. Whatever it is, but he judged him favorably. Even if he was wrong, he judged him favorably. Maybe he didn't come from such a bad source. He's not such a man. Such a mean person. He's not such a cruel person. Unfeeling person. He made a mistake. The man made, made, made a mistake. People make mistakes. That's what Dan Lekavzchus, what judging favorably means. It means being able to see somebody's somebody's goodness even when they're making mistakes also. And that's what the master, that's what the employer told Abbe Akiva. Just like you've given me, you judge me favorably, the Almighty should judge you favorably also. We asked before, what does it mean? The Almighty doesn't have to judge favorably. He knows exactly what happened. That's true. But what we're saying is that even if I messed up, even if I did sin occasionally, but we ask that Hashem shouldn't judge us based on isolated incidents. We said, God looks at the entirety of the person, the whole of the person. Generally speaking, the person is a good person. Sometimes he may have made a mistake. He may have made mistakes. Sometimes it might, sometimes he may have sinned unintentionally. But you can't judge the person, the entirety of the person, based on the mistakes. There's a lot of good to remember also. That's the importance of being done the Kavsuas judging favorably. When we're able to do something like that, look at the entirety of the person, then we get then we're deserving that in, in the same manner, meter connected meter, measure for measure, the Almighty is willing to judge us like that also. When we can see beyond the person's faults to the goodness behind the faults, the Almighty judges us the same way, looks beyond our shortcomings, our our fall, our flaws, and gives us the benefit of a doubt, so to say, judges us favorably also. Have a great week, everybody. Ever think about starting your own podcast? The Maverick Podcasting Network makes creating and running your podcast easy and fun. Visit maverickpodcasting.com to get started today.